Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. We'd like to give a quick shout out to Dallas, Georgia. Dallas. You, you thought I was going to say Texas, but it's Dallas, Georgia. And you are a city in the county seat of Paulding County, Georgia, close pretty. to the downtown area of Atlanta. All right. Looks pretty. There. There's a Pumpkin Vine Creek Night Nature Park there. Okay. Pumpkin Vine. There's a Terra Drummond Trailhead. So oh, all yeah. kind of inch parks and things, trails, cool. all kind of trails. You Atlanta like trails? Braves? Yeah. Well, in Atlanta, not in Dallas. Right. Okay. No. All right. You can check us out at graceintheshadows.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. You can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadows.org. Check out our Etsy page, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. You can get okay, you can get a coffee mug that has Grace in the Shadows. Yes. You can get a shirt that says, God can take a mess, turn it to turn a message. Turn it to a message. That's right. You can get a, and if you do it, it helps out with my yes, mission, our mission trip. Yes. To in October, mm-hmm. going to Tanzania, Africa. Tanzania. Share the gospel. Yes. The gospel. Absolutely. And also, there's a, if you click on the link in our show notes, the Covenant Eyes link, and use the promo code GRACE1998, you'll get one month free. All right, Dr. J, what kind of facts you got? Humans have been performing dentistry Ooh. since 7000 BC. That made my teeth Which hurt. makes dentists one of the oldest professions. Do you like going to the dentist? I hate going to the dentist. When, now, I've only liked going to one dentist. Yes. And that was Dr. Day in Dr. Moorhead City. Off. Dr. Mary Day. We loved her office. They were very nice and they yeah. talked. Yeah. And they were very kind mm-hmm. and funny. And mm-hmm. they were good with kids, too. Our kids grew up yeah. going to her. and Mr. Um, Thirsty. Yes, the little thing that, yeah, like, I really love Dr. Day. She's really the only Makes one. Makes me want to just, like, hop in the car and go see her when I need a dentist. And I know there's other good dentists out I'm there. I'm sure there are. slamming everyone else. No, we're not. But it's just they were special. Well, I had a very awful experience as a child going to the dentist, and my mom was very mad at the dentist. But after that, I just never had cared for the dentist. All right, so dentistry, the oldest profession. Interesting. All right, what else? The first ever documented feature film was made in Australia in 1906. Australia? We've had a lot of Australia listeners lately. Australia has been increasing Thank you, Australia. And Australia, the land down under. I would love to go down there. Yeah. I want to hug. Interesting animals I'd like to see. I want to hug a koala bear. I want to hug one, too. They look very nice. We could go boxing with the kangaroos. But do you know, we have... A cousin, a close cousin to Paula there, the oh. possum. We have many possum here and you armadillos. Know, possums are kind of cute once you get them out of their playing dead stage. Well, 
our dog played with a dead one. Well, we thought it was dead. Yeah, I said, sorry, leave that possum alone. We I thought it was dead. killed it. And we came out and no. it was gone. I think it, like, it was possum. playing. It was playing possum. Yeah, it was kind of cute. After we realized it was a possum and not something else. I felt bad after that. I thought it was a snake. Oh, I don't do went snakes. Went out there. I wouldn't have cared aside with him. Well, he wouldn't come in. He was going to stay out there all night and play with it. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? Or are we get jumping in? Let's just jump in because this right. one's going to be good. A little longer than usual. What are we doing? Maybe. What are we doing? Who knows? Who knows? You never know with us. Yeah. We're talking about Gideon some more, but we're moving okay. into his son. Oh, his son. Abimelech. Okay. Abimelech. All right. But, well, Gideon, you know, he did quite well for himself. Yeah. He... He he beat the Midianites he with three hundred people. Yeah, with three hundred people. Yeah, thousands, probably hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, God used Gideon with three hundred men mm-hmm. and uh, for victory. Yes, he did. And afterwards, he kind of went a little haywire. Oh no, Gideon! You know, Israel wanted to make him a king. Mm. Uh, you know, even as early as then. Remember, uh, not long after this, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Hebrews mm-hmm. want to be like all nations. Yes, which is ridiculous. But uh, God's their king. Right. We but they king. wanted a human king like, like all the pagan nations. <laughs> Bunch of crybabies. Right. But um, anyhow, they wanted Gideon to be king. And Gideon, in, in verses chapter 8, 22 through 23, he, he refused. Well, good for him. And this is honorable. Very and they honorable. they call him Gideon there. Okay. But later on, you're going to see they start calling him Jeroboam. Again? And that's his name for the rest of it because he kind of kind of backslides. Okay. Old Gideon. Well, he they, ends yeah. up, even though mm-hmm. he, uh, he did not become king, mm-hmm. he ended up allowing them to give him a fortune. Oh, the love of money. Money is not the root of all evil. The love love of money. money, Yes. All kinds of evils. Right. Paul says. Yep. True, true. Well, it says 24 and 26. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You guys can go back to chapter 8, 24 to 26. Mm -hmm. Because of time, I'm just going to kind of say what happened. Okay. Basically, they gave him 50 pounds or 22 kilograms of gold, which was quite Mm. a fortune back then. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, he was basically, they gave him camels and, and uh, oh. uh, around their camels' necks, mm-hmm. crescent ornaments, pendants, purple robes. He was pretty wealthy. And, you know, what's ironic is he didn't want to be king, but he sure acted one. Like yeah, one. It, it sounds like he was acting like a king without the title. Wow. And then he decided, well, you know what? I know God said one man, one woman. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to marry more Wives. Mm-hmm. So he married many wives, it says. It doesn't say how many. Gideon, you let us down. Gideon, it's hard for with one wife. Right. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Just All kidding. right. But Gideon had many wives, and, and sure, it was pretty many. Yeah. Uh, and one of them, at least, was a, was from Ch- uh, Chechem. Chechem. Which was a Canaanite city. A oh, Canaanite place. my goodness gracious. And so he married a pagan woman. <sighs> Gideon. And God warned about that. Yeah, he did. Uh, he warns in the New Testament. Yes, he does. Do not be unequally yoked. Right, okay. right. Um, this means don't marry an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Gideon ignored that. 
And so it says again, Israel played the harlot. Mm. How many times do we hear this? We've heard it a lot. I think we're going to hear a lot more before it's all said and done. Probably so. So the people enjoyed idolatry. They were mixing it up with the people from Chechem, uh, other Canaanite cities and places. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was infiltrated. And Gideon even got snared into this. Okay. Um, It doesn't say he was totally, but he, you know, they begin to call him by the name um, Jerubal, Mm -hmm. which means Baal will contend. Mm. Uh, So it's kind of associated with paganism. It is. Yeah. And it's kind of symbolic of how they begin to call him this uh, thereafter. Mm-hmm. It kind of like he turned to the dark side, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing Star Wars in there. But yeah, he did. I mean, he miracles have been done mm-hmm. through, you know, God used him to, to great miracles. I mean, it, they should not have been able to conquer those armies, but they did. And then. But, you know, we do the same thing. We can't point we our do. finger at Gideon because we've got all. Oh, the- I'm not pointing. It's yeah, easy to do. Because we do the same thing in our lives. We you forget know? what God's done. We do. In the past. We do. And, you know, he has to sometimes throw us in the valley mm. to make us look up again. And I really think one day we're going to look back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are like, man, I've always been struggling financially with mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. with pain, with sorrow, family problems. Right. Man, I, why is God, you know, do I just not have enough faith? Yeah. But I think one day when we die and we're in heaven. Yeah. We're raptured. Yeah. The Lord's going to say, look, mm-hmm. I allowed all that to happen as a blessing, not a curse. Because yeah. you are re- you relied more on me. That it's better true. to be rich in the next life than rich in this life. True, true, true. So let's look in uh, Judges 9. And if you would read 1 through 3, Gideon is dead. He's gone. Okay. And now Abimelech's on the scene. So if you read 1 through 3. Okay. Abimelech, son of Jeroboam, who was Gideon, went to his mother's brothers in Shechem and said to them and to all his mother's clan, ask all the citizens of Shechem. Which is better for you to have all 70 of Jeroboam's sons rule over you or just one man? Remember, I am your flesh and blood. When the brothers repeated all this to the citizens of Shechem, they were inclined to follow Abimelech for they said he is related to us. Yeah. Mm, He's kind of being a little sneaky. And, you know, this his name is father is king. Oh, so obviously his dad's influence in childhood mm-hmm. played a huge part in this. Yeah. Uh, you remember you go back mm-hmm. and Abram actually, you know, he decided to take a quick way. Mm-hmm. God sometimes who's going a little bit slow for Abram. Yeah. And uh, Sarai said, mm-hmm. hey, sleep with my handmaiden. Yeah. Hagar. Because they were like, we're getting older. God probably didn't mean what he said. And they did the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. you know, another child, mm-hmm. Ishmael comes. Mm-hmm. And he would be, a, you know, blessed by God. Yes, he was. But at the same time, there would be a curse there, a consequence right. for that sin. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at this, Abimelech means father's king. Mm-hmm. He really wants to be king. Yes, he does. And they, what did they say? Didn't say son of Gideon, but... Jeroboam. Yeah. Pagan name. Yep. His nickname. Yep. 
He went to Chechum. So this woman was a pagan, mm. the the mate, uh, the concubine of uh, Gideon. Right. And he's going there um, because he wants to be king, but he has 70 brothers. That's a lot of brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And he's concerned there's going to be a division. Mm-hmm. Although there's paranoia here because there's no... No one's arguing about this. No indication that any of his brothers want to be king. They probably know he was going to them. He's probably sneaking around. Yeah. You know, this tells me that people that are money hungry and power hungry usually are paranoid. True. And then he goes to his brothers, those that are blood. Mm Mm-hmm. The pagans. Right. On his mother's side. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get an ally. Allies. Yes. Yes. She says, hey, bros, <laughs> we're of the same blood. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really, there's a temptation to want to go into our heritage. Yeah, you're right. But really, we should go to those that are in the faith. True. Blood is thicker than water, but the Holy Spirit should be thicker than all that. Yeah, we should be going to God first, definitely. Yeah. So... We see here the men of Chechem were interested in this because they wanted the power back Mm -hmm. that the Hebrews had taken from them. Correct. Go ahead and read four through five, Dr. M. Okay, Dr. J. They (laughs) gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of Baal Mm Barith, and Abimelech used it to hire reckless scoundrels Mm. mm, who became his followers. He went to his father's home and opened. Ophra and mm-hmm. on one stone murdered his 70 brothers, the sons of Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, escaped by hiding. Dun, dun. Okay. okay. You know, God's in all the details. Yes, I mean, a lot is. of people say, you know, God's sovereign. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he's in every detail of our life. There's a song. There's a reason, Jotham. Yeah. That kind of sounds like Batman. Jotham, City of... <laughs> Oh, come on, John. Okay. Come on. Okay. But there's a reason why God mm-hmm. allowed Jotham mm-hmm. to escape. There is a song. God is in the story. God is in the details. And that reminds me of what you were saying. That's a That's good pretty song. Good story. God is in the story. That's pretty good. Yet, but yeah. Yeah. And so they pay him from their false god, Baal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Baal Bareth or Baal Bertha. Must have been a fat god. Oh. Uh, Bertha. Okay. Come on, John. That's All right. Really... Bail Bareth. <laughs> so they Bareth. Okay. okay. So they started up money and he had this money and he went and got him some hoodlums. <laughs> it sounds like they were a bunch of hoodlums. It does. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm reading the NIV. So it called them reckless scoundrels. They were pretty bad men. Yeah. What does it call them in the NK, in the new King James Version? Uh, it's not. The Baal Bareth yeah. received his pay from the temple dedicated to Baal. Reckless men. Yeah. Yeah. So a work begun under the name and influence of the devil is not likely to end to the glory of God. Or no. To the welfare of That is very true. And that's a pretty sad statement. Right it now. is. A st- yeah, it is a sad statement. So they went and they killed his brothers, except one. Yep, he away. snuck away. Yeah, pretty interesting. On one stone. That mm-hmm. means they, they executed them at the same time. wonder if they realized if they had counted or they just thought they got them all. 
Well, we're going to see in a little bit. Okay. Because Jotham. Okay. Uh, is going to have a little speech. Oh, nice. Okay, that, cool. So the men of Chechem make Abimelech their king. So in a sense, people usually give Saul that honor, King Saul. But he wasn't the first king. Not technically. Really, Abimelech, mm-hmm. that, he was in a little place, a little area, Chechem and a couple other cities right. in the area. It was not the entire area of Israel. Yeah, so it wasn't all of it. So they don't really give him total credit to be in first yeah. king. I don't think they should because he. No, no. But um, I guess if you're getting technical, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Okay. Go ahead and read uh, okay. verse six. Then all the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo gathered beside the great tree at the pillar in Shechem to crown Abimelech king. Now, this great tree, the Terabith tree, was where uh, Joshua put the law uh, uh, like a like a memorial right and mm. here they're making a deal with the devil wow right there where joshua honor god mm. a memorial is kind of something to remind us of something good yeah and and something not to do and then they turn it into something bad mm. wow mm. okay yeah and so that's a pretty sad uh you know a sad commentary i think yeah definitely definitely well, here's Jotham's warning, the prophet Jotham. Okay. Uh, 7 through 15. Read that. All right. Well, here comes Jotham out of hiding, I guess. He's going to give a speech. All right. Here we go. When Jotham was told about this, he climbed up on top of Mount Gerizim and shouted to them, Listen to me, citizens of Shechem, so that God may listen to you. One day the trees went out to anoint a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, be our king. But the olive tree answered, should I give up my oil by which gods and humans are honored to hold sway over the trees? Next, the tree said to the fig tree, come and be our king. But the fig tree replied, should I give up my fruit so good and sweet to hold sway over the tree? Then the tree said to the vine, come and be our king. But the vine answered, should I give up my wine, which cheers both gods and humans to hold sway over the tree? Finally, all the trees said to the thorn bush, come and be our king. The thorn bush said to the trees, if you really want to anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thorn bush and consume Mm. the cedars of Lebanon. Hmm, wow. Interesting. So old Jotham, the only son of Gideon and from a godly uh, side of mm-hmm. Gideon, mm-hmm. Um, goes to Mount Gerizim, the mountain from which Israel heard the blessings of God pronounced upon uh, the st- uh, stipulation right. of obedience. It kind of tells him a little parable. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Okay, cool. The trees went forth to anoint a king over them. Mm-hmm. Okay, trees usually represent sovereignty. Right. Um, and authority. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he talked about some worthy trees, olive, fig. Mm-hmm. Israel is almost always olive or fig or mm-hmm. vine. But and they didn't is. want to be king. He's talking about his brothers. Yeah, yeah. All right. But an unworthy bramble or thorn bush. <laughs> Some of the thorn bush to be the king. They wanted the thorn bush. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And then he says, the promise of the bramble or the thorn bush, take shelter in my shade. 
Have you ever seen a thorn bush? They don't get much. They don't get very tall. They're not very big. You can't really sit under them because you're going to get poked. I don't think they give much shade. They're only good for Mm. throwing in the fire, starting Mm -hmm. fire. Mm -hmm. So basically, they're saying, he's saying you guys chose a thorn bush that is going to poke you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be any peace and, and, and uh, protection and shelter. Mm-hmm. And it's only good for fire. So you've chosen a king that's going to lead you into the fire. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And fire would come out of Abimelech. Right. Right. Um, mm. And he, what they thought would be a blessing. Isn't that kind of like our culture, too? I mean, it, it, nothing new under the sun. No, no, no. If we get a president and he's a good guy, he's going to represent us. And now we're going to be. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times he turns on his own people. True. True, true. A lot of the most evil leaders in our world or history were put up. By people wanting peace. Right. But they had evil intents. True. And the very one that represented them turns on them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and read 16 through 21. Okay. Have you acted honorably and in good faith by making Abimelech king? Have you been fair to Jeroboam and his family? Have you treated him as he deserves? Remember that my father fought for you and risked his life to rescue you from the land of Midian. But today you have revolted against my father's family. You have murdered his 70 sons on a single stone and have made Abimelech, the son of his female slave, king over the citizens of Shechem because he is related to you. So have you acted honorably and in good faith toward Jeroboam and his family today? If you have, may Abimelech be your joy and may you be his too. But if you have not, let fire come out of Ab- from Abimelech and consume you, the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo. And let fire come out from you, the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo, and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Beer, and he lived, lived there because he was afraid of his brother Abimelech. Mm. Hmm. So Jotham, this... Becomes. I wonder if he knew he would be a prophet. Uh, probably I don't th- not. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. He probably was enjoying with his bros and yeah. played some baseball right. out and just enjoyed life. And then all of a sudden, one day, they mm-hmm. dated. And he hid and he turned into people and a prophet. Turned into a prophet. Hmm. Yeah. So it says, you know, if you acted truth and sincere, he's talking to them, mm-hmm. talking to the people. Mm-hmm. And he's being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, he is. There he was is. no truth and sincerity here. No. Um, there was no thinking through this. Mm-mm. He's mocking them. Yeah. He's mm. mocking the evil. He's mocking. Right. Um, yeah. He's basically telling them this king that you've wanted so badly is really going to consume you. And it's not going to be good for you. And you're going to consume him. So it's definitely not a good picture to have in your mind of what's going to happen to them. He predicted the fire would come out of Abimelech and devour them. Yep. Then it said he ran away flat. (laughs) I bet he did. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he was really bold when he needed to be bold. And then he ran. And a lot of times you see that. Like Elijah. Elijah did the same thing. He was, you know, went and did that 
amazing, you know, thing on top of the mountain and mocked the guy, the one servant Baal and God consumed even rocks. Mm-hmm. Miracle, you know, and then he ran away. So it's kind of funny. But, you know, I guess we do that, too. We do. You know, we do. We Good do. things happen. And we're just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty interesting. And the prophecy of Jotham was not immediately fulfilled. A lot of times God's prophecies aren't. That is true. That uh, is true. Fire smoldered for three years, but mm-hmm. at last it would manifest. And well, I, I think God does that to try our faith. Yes. And he does that also to show his power, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. This is interesting. Okay. Verses 22 through 25. All right. After Abimelech had governed Israel three years, God stirred up animosity between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem so that they acted treacherously against Abimelech. Surprise, surprise. God did this in order that the crime against Jeroboam's 70 sons, the shedding of their blood, might be avenged on their brother Abimelech and on the citizens of Shechem who had helped him murder his brothers. In opposition to him, these citizens of Shechem set men on the hilltops to ambush and rob everyone who passed by. And this was reported to Abimelech. So God sends a spirit of ill will. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, some people say that some of this is, an, you know, a demon, an angel, a, a mm-hmm, phonic, mm-hmm. or just a spirit. I think it could be both. Right, right. Depends on your yeah. version. True. God has authority over evil spirits. Yeah. God knew that this evil spirit, mm-hmm. he, would, he didn't make the evil spirit do anything. He no. just allowed the evil spirit to do what he does. Yeah. And bring confusion and jealousy and con, um, contempt, right. yeah, and create division between Abimelech and his bros, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the people that supported him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God removed it was a it was a type of judgment, yeah, removing the peace that was between Abimelech and his brothers from Chechem, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. What do you think of all this? Anything you, else you see that you... Uh... Uh, I just see, you know, God's plan to draw the Israelites back to him. You yeah. know, usually something big had to happen to catch their attention. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they come back to him. So you see God instigating that plan again. Because God is merciful. You know, mm-hmm. he gives us chances. He calls us back. And he's calling back the people of Israel. And so you see how he's doing it. So, you know, the men of Chechem, suddenly this evil spirit gives them, you know, these feelings of uh, dissension, Mm -hmm. jealousy. They're mad. They're mad at Abimelech. And so they set up an ambush. Mm Mm-hmm. And they do this to affect the travelers, the caravans, mm-hmm. the money maker. You get people in the pocket, mm-hmm. and they're tr- they're really getting Abimelech right where it hurts, yeah. monetarily speaking. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, this doesn't make Abimelech very very good. Oh no. But Chetchum chooses a new leader. Go ahead and read 26 through 29. Okay. Now, Gael, son of Ebed, moved with his clan into Shechem, and its citizens put their confidence in him. After they had gone out into the fields and gathered the grapes and trodden them, they held a festival in the temple of their god. 
While they were eating and drinking, they cursed Abimelech. Then Gael, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and why should we Shechemites be subject to him? Isn't he Jeroboam's son, and isn't Zebul his deputy? Serve the family of Hamor, Shechem's father. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only this people were under my command, then I would get rid of him. I would say to Abimelech, call out your whole army. So the men of Chechem have a secret meeting. Mm-hmm. Get pastors need to, you know, they know about secret meetings. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, that's kind of a joke. If you're a pastor, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. It's yeah. time for a secret meeting. He's preaching too hard on sin. Time to go. Not enough ties. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Well, the men of Chechem, they put their confidence in him. Uh, mm-hmm. They put their confidence and they lost it in Abimelech. Right. So they choose a new leader, Gale. Gale. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he got. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. His name means contempt or abomination. Oh, that's very appropriate. That is a hmm, interesting name. So they went into the house of their God. Okay. They went into their house of their God Mm -hmm. and they get drunk and Mm -hmm. they begin to curse Abimelech. Yeah. Now, is that bright? No. I don't think so. I think it's kind of. uh, No. It shows you uh, the kind of people. Right. Uh, no self-control. No. Uh, evil. Right. Uh, and they increase, they increase their army. Mm-hmm. He says, increase your army and come out. They were drunk. Drunk people do all, really. Mm-hmm. We you know, people that are intoxicated usually say some really ridiculous things sometimes. Well, they get really cocky. Some of them, not all of them, but, but a lot all. of times they'll get cocky and them. say things that are a little bit ridiculous. And, and that's what's happening here. So, and I think that was kind of a prophecy because that's what's going to happen. Right. Go ahead and read 30 through 33. Then Zebul, the governor of the city, heard what Gael, son of Ebed, said. He was very angry. Mm-hmm. Undercover, he sent messengers to Abimelech saying, Gael, son of Ebed, and his clan have come to Shechem and are stirring up the city against you now. Now then, during the night, you and your men should come and lie in wait in the fields. In the morning, at sunrise, advance against the city. When Gale and his man come out against you, seize the opportunity to attack them. So Zebul, Zebul mm-hmm. the city manager there, mm-hmm. really was on Abimelech's side. Right, right. So he's trying to like, okay, this is what you need to do. So he's kind of setting mm-hmm. Gal yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Now read 34 through 41. So Abimelech and all his troops set out by night and took up concealed positions near Shechem in four companies. Now, Gael, son of Ebed, had gone out and was standing at the entrance of the city gate just as Abimelech and his troops came out from their hiding place. When Gael saw them, he said to Zebul, look, people are coming down from the top of the mountains. Zebul replied, you mistake the shadow of the mountains for men. But Gael spoke up again. Look, people are coming down from the central hill and a company is coming from the direction of the diviner's tree. Then Zebul said to him, where is your big talk now? You said, who is Abimelech that we should be subject to him? Aren't these the men you ridiculed? Go out and fight them. So Gael led out the citizens of Shechem and fought Abimelech. Abimelech chased him all the way to the entrance of the gate and many were killed as they fled. Then Abimelech said in Aram, in Aruma and Zebul stay, excuse me, then Abimelech stayed in Aruma and Zebul drove Gale and his clan out of Shechem. Hmm. So Abimelech agreed to follow the plan suggested by Zebul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, you know, he says you see these shadows, <laughs> you know, God. Like, oh, you're seeing something. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> you're that seeing was, it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. No, uh, you don't see anything. What's your problem? And so all those soldiers they were mocking, uh, but, you know, get your troops, increase them, come on out. Mm-hmm. They actually did. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> where's your mouth now? Yeah, yeah. Basically, he says. Yeah, he's making fun of them. All right, let's see what happens here. Okay. Uh, a bit, uh, 42 through 45. The next day, the people of Shechem went out to the fields, and this was reported to Abimelech. So he took his men, divided them into three companies, and set an ambush in the fields. When he saw the people coming out of the city, he rose to attack them. Abimelech and the companies with him rushed forward to a position at the entrance of the city gate. Then two companies attacked those in the fields and struck them down. All that day, Abimelech pressed his attack against the city until he had captured it and killed its people. Then he destroyed the city and scattered salt over it. Hmm, interesting. So Abimelech was not a good, uh, he was not a good guy. No, he was not. Um, he defeats him pretty, pretty easily. Well, he's basically killing the people that had put him in as king. But then he kills all the people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. These people feel confident that, mm-hmm. well, the war's over. <laughs> Let's go out and farm, do our, yeah. you know, our chores, our work. Mm-hmm. And then he kills all them. Right. Evil. We put evil kings up and the very ones that put them up thinking they're going to help them. Mm-hmm. They turn on them. The devil yeah. fights against the devils. True. You're right. Demons against demons. That, that's how evil they are. Yeah. And um, he scattered the salt over where they were so nothing could grow there. So he's basically killing them and killing the land. And Chechem was not rebuilt until the reign of Jeroboam the I, mm-hmm. almost two, two centuries later. Yeah. Uh, so that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we really, this shows that the problem of following a man who comes to power through violence is it's only a matter of time until the same violence mm-hmm. really reciprocates to those that helped him come to power. True, true. Go ahead and let's see what happens here. The massacre of the tower. Okay. 46 through 49. On hearing this, the citizens in the Tower of Shechem went into the stronghold of the Temple of El Bereth. When Abimelech heard that they had assembled there, he and all his men went up Mount Zalman. He took his axe and cut off some branches, which he lifted to his shoulders. He ordered the men with him, quick, do what you have seen me do. So all the men cut branches and followed Abimelech. They piled them against the stronghold and set it on fire with the people inside, still inside. So all the people in the tower of Shechem, about a thousand men and women also died. So well, there was that prophecy. <clears throat> the prophecy that Jotham prophesied mm-hmm. has come true. Of the fire. Of the yeah. fire. You're right. You know, and, and he did have some good, the only good leadership, even though he was violent and evil. He knew that people were setting the example. Mm -hmm. People follow your example. Mm -hmm. That's about the only thing he did well. True. Uh, And all the people, thousands of them died. Yeah. Um, Mm. Wow. You know, it says in uh, Proverbs (laughs) 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Mm -hmm. The righteous run to it and are safe. Mm-hmm. In Psalm 61, 3, it says, for you have been sheltered for me, a strong tower from your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it's it's an interesting thing um, that this tower was the prospect of of war fire. Right. Go ahead and read 50 through 55. Okay. Next, Abimelech went to Thebes and besieged it and captured it. Inside the city, however, was a strong tower to which all the men and women, all the people of the city had fled. They had locked themselves in and climbed up on the tower roof. Abimelech went to the tower and attacked it. But as he approached the entrance to the tower to set it on fire, a woman dropped an upper millstone on his head and cracked his his skull. Hurriedly, he called to his armor bearer, draw your sword and kill me so they can't say a woman killed him. So his servant ran through and he died, ran him through and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they went home. You know, it was a shame to be killed by a woman. Yeah. Here is this mighty warrior. Mm -hmm. And he's thinking he's getting by with all evil. Yeah. Because he defeated these evil Chechems. Yeah. But God said he was going to be judged just like the the other people. Yeah. And so this woman, it sounds kind of like, uh, what was the? Deborah, the town of Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. What was Sisera. Yeah. And um, what Jail? was her Jail. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is interesting. It's very, very similar. This was probably a stone mm-hmm. used to grind grain by hand. Yeah. And, probably pretty big. And the the heart, the hand stones averaged 10 to 14 inches and they were sharp mm-hmm. and they weighed about five pounds or more. Mm-hmm. And she's, but she's doing it from above. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make it even like more the powerful. force, the force of, of it falling. It's kind of a freak powerful. accident. Yeah. But she, I think she knew what she was she doing. She knew, but sovereignty of God did. Yeah, do, because absolutely. Because he didn't finish his prophecy. And now he has. Yeah. Do you want me to read 56 and 57? Yeah, please. Okay. Thus God repaid the wickedness that Abimelech had done to his father by murdering his 70 brothers. And God also made the people of Shechem pay for all their wickedness. The curse of Jotham, son of Jeroboam, came on them. He was prideful even to death. Yeah. He didn't want to die from a woman. So right. he had his guard. His armor bearer. Yeah. You know, go ahead and kill him. Right. He didn't want to end up like Sisera because probably people had talked a lot about Sisera. They probably made a joke about it. Yeah, and he didn't want them making a joke about him after he died. Interesting. That's pride again. And all this goes back to you reap what you sow. True. And sometimes we think evil is getting by, but God says that he is going to judge it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know in the we know what happens at the end. Sometimes it's in this life, but definitely in the me. next. Yeah. And that's why revenge is mine, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. I will repay. That's why he doesn't want us to take care of it, because he's going to make sure it's taken care of. So some of you out there may be feeling, mm. I've been done so wrong. Yeah. And, and you, you probably have. have. Yeah. You may have. Mm-hmm. God has a tendency to let his people mm-hmm. persevere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they feel like there, everything is there's no hope. Mm-hmm. But in the end, evil gets what evil deser- deserves, and and yeah. reaps what he sows. Well, a lot of times they get comfortable and think, ah, oh, no, it's going to happen to me, and that's when it does. So yeah. So what's our next judge? Oh, I don't know who comes next. Is it Japheth? Uh yeah. There's 
Yeah, there's a couple of short ones, and then Jephtha. Oh, Jephtha. Yeah, that one will be good. Next, yeah. Okay, that'll be good. All right. I like this book. I like it too. I mean, you know, it's it's so funny. You know, you read the Bible so many times as a Christian. I feel, and then it feels like every time you read it, you see something new. And I think that, I mean, you don't really, that doesn't really happen with other books, but the Bible, it sure does. So I think the guy reveals something differently every time. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I hope you guys liked it. But remember that if you're God's, Mm -hmm. he can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, Mm -hmm. for your good. As it says in Romans 8, 28, Mm -hmm. for we know all things work together for the good to those who are called and love God according to his purpose. And if you don't love God, I pray you do. Yes. Because we want everyone that's listening to us to know that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's why we do this. All All right, right, everybody. Have a good one. Have a great day. Goodbye. 